Greetings, nerds. This is Sana Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing, CB? I'm doing fine. You know? That's good. It's fall. Fall, fall. Yeah. Yeah, happy first day of fall. <laughs> it's been fall at my house for a month. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But today, I guess today is officially the, the, the equinox. So, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to cooler weather. It was it was it was nice this evening on my on my well I was walking the dog so but uh, yeah but uh, you know speaking of fall and you know we were like loaded with like TV shows again which uh, I, I knew we we're like having the rack and stack as far as like what we're going to cover in these few weeks. But well yeah it's just it's a lot at once and I'll be perfectly mm-hmm. honest I have not watched. And any of the like most recent Lord of the Rings or episodes. Yeah, I I did finally I haven't watched Lord of the Rings. I caught up to up to this this week's episode of Stargirl. So I haven't watched Stargirl episode four yet. But uh but yeah, but um but of course you know, tonight we got Andor and and also uh, you know, the latest She-Hulk and House of the Dragon. Can't wait to talk about those three. And I also uh, did manage to sneak in uh, the new, I guess, the reboot of Quantum Leap this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that was happening. <laughs> you forgot? Yeah, I like yeah. when I saw it on the rundown. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know we talked about it. Uh, just one of those things, like, oh yeah, here's here's a show that that I thought about just checking out, and and I'm not 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 necessarily proposing that it becomes a part of the already loaded <laughs> schedule that we have, but I did check it out because you know obviously it's uh, it's a reboot of the some uh, and a continuation of the original show that uh, aired in the late 80s, early 90s on NBC with Scott Bakula. And uh, Scott Bakula did go to Twitter because uh, to to explain why he ultimately passed on appearing in, in this new version. But uh, but I will have to say, they did in the pilot, they, in the episode this week, they were able to weave in the original show and even even had a picture of scott Bakula as i was watching it i, I kind of laughed at sam beckett i was like uh scott's you know he's gonna he's gonna get another royalty check for <laughs> for for this uh for the hologram image that they had uh from from ziggy and and, and this show but uh you know i i will say uh the good things i liked about it was uh it was just a continuation of the original series had a little bit of the feeling of of the original show it um as far as you know the, the basic construct continuing the story that sam of course is still lost in time uh that the new uh the new sam uh beckett uh, his name's dr uh dr bensoon he uh not a, not as likable as sam but uh, uh, but it's you know and another difference that this show is it's more of an ensemble cast because you know the the um, you know of course just like the original show the the doctor soon uh, leaps prematurely 
and and of course gets lost and and the team tries to to to, to bring him back but there's a lot more present day uh action taking place in this show that that, that we had in the original series but it, because of, because of it being a, a more an ensemble show so those were some of the things that i thought were were were, were Maybe could be good things, uh, but it did have the you know still had the basic premise trying to fix you know, fix things that were wrong for a person to to, to you know what what was make wrong make right make it right and and I will say the bad pieces of it uh, the special effects uh, I had to say the CW shows actually have have better special effects than than the network than this show but obviously. Yeah, but you know, obviously it was it, it was maybe it'll get better over the course of the series, especially if it gets picked up for a full season. I think you know with these shows, they usually they only order, you know, I guess thirteen to see how how they how they go, uh, and maybe they'll sprinkle in higher budget. But that was one of the things that was kind of uh, disappointing. What is it on? Uh, NBC. NBC. And so okay. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a current TV show, a current reboot of an older show on, yeah. on work television. <laughs> on broadcast, yeah, it's broadcast first on NBC and then they stream it on Peacock the next day. Yeah, so sure they yeah. have poor digital or CGI effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but but the thing is, you know, CW is broadcast, but I will say, I have you know, the flash up, you know, for example, the special effects were. Or 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 so much better, and, and and the thing is, because like I said, given that they have a lot of this show set in present day, because uh, you you would I would I would hope that they would have, have paid a little bit more more attention to that, but uh, especially given um, the, the, the streaming platforms now, and and I, mean, I guess this is I guess really is an example of how streaming really is is where everything is going uh instead of the old traditional broadcast networks but like i said it's i i will probably add it to my weekly rotation of things i watch on my own time uh you know give it give it a chance but uh i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it was it was a it was a okay start i i, I have seen things recently that put me to sleep this did not so hey that that's a good thing <laughs> yeah um Talking about things that we are watching in our own time, um, for listeners, they know that I am a fan of A Handmaid's Tale, and Mm -hmm. I have, this is one of the few shows, um, even though I have binge season, I found that if I go at my own pace, um, I will, I will take it an episode at a time, and so I'm, I'm one episode behind because they dropped two at the start of the Mm -hmm. season. Um, Elizabeth Moss is just such a fucking brilliant actress. It is astonishing. There's there's a scene in the premiere episode where she just she pulls the Matt Smith in this premiere episode where Ooh, wow. say now Matt Smith all episode you didn't hear, but granted, you also didn't see like he was mm. not a prominent figure in that episode. He had he had very critical parts. Um, mm. Wasn't speaking. She, you follow her throughout the entire episode. But I swear to God, for at least twenty 
30 minutes of the episode, she doesn't talk. Well, and yet, you know exactly what's going on. And Mm -hmm. oh, the emotional roller coaster of that. That first episode is just brilliant in my mind. Um, I've watched the next two. I don't think they're as good as that first one. Um, mm. But I um, I am very curious about where this season goes, especially since they've already announced that there will be a sixth and final season of the show. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's also watching it, and we both agreed the why this show is so successful besides the brilliant acting. It's because these writers every. Mm season if not every episode will write themselves into a corner and you think to yourself well that's a dead end (laughs) 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 and they logically logically write themselves out um yes yeah yeah that's all you can ask for um yeah yeah in a writer's room it's like we we want there to be stakes we want to feel like Mm -hmm. you really don't know what's going to happen um I do have an opinion that I think by the end of the series, um, June is either going to go back to Gilead or mm. probably go back to Gilead. I don't know. They might, they might kill her. Um, but she, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a very interesting. Um, and, and I keep reminding myself, especially this season that that show what the first season ends where the book ends. And so these writers Mm. have managed to create four additional seasons and tell these four season long uh, stories um, for that amount of time, which is astonishing. Um, So anyways, I just want to let people know I'm watching. um, And I think it's really good television. Um, even though it breaks my heart at times, um, which very few shows do. So, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know it was one you have been fully invested in uh, throughout its run. Uh, Yeah. Well, I I do have some gaps. Season two in particular, I definitely have some gaps. Yeah, I know you got some gaps, but even with the gaps, you, you consistently come back to it. Even when you're done yeah, with it. <laughs> it, it, it always manages to pull me back in. Yep. Um, and it because it has some really good premiere episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. um, moving from adult television talk to kid television talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and this is this is just a weird bit of news in my opinion. Um, yeah. Apparently, a possible crossover that might be happening between Stargirl and DC Titans. So, here's where I have an issue with this. Um, yeah. Don't mix and match CW and and HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and they even got. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no I, I was going to say. What I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, and. and and then the other part of this that I, I know originally I had on here, Doom Patrol, that um, was the third rung that I heard might be a part of this as well. So, but, but. but the Titans and Doom Patrol make sense because they've already crossed over. Right. Now, and, 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 um, God, 
how do I put this? We already know Doom Patrol and DC and Titans exist in the same universe. I I don't know if they can effectively explain how Stargirl mm-hmm. and the Justice League, because really Stargirl is pretty much JSA show, um, right. exists in that universe. Yeah. So I was so, uh, so I, and the, I guess further confirmation on this crossover, uh, minus Doom Patrol did happen this week. I guess break. Bassinger, who, who plays Courtney on Stargirl, shared a a photo on social media of her and uh, Beast Boy, Ryan Potter, uh, along with Jeff Johns and Eric Seaton in Toronto, because T- Titans is still filming uh, their fourth season. And so it was her in costume, and she's like, look, what a coincidence. I, how did I end up in Toronto? So, you know, so possible crossover at least looks like it's, it's going to happen. And, 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 Ty- and Stargirl has concluded filming their third season. So I don't think it's all of the cast. But you're right. Uh, these shows, I know Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover on the CW did establish that. I think Titans is Earth 5. I think uh, Doom Patrol is Earth 2019, I believe. I think they, whatever year Doom Patrol premiered, I think is what the year that they set for their Earth. And then, um, and then Stargirl's on, I believe, Earth 2. So I'm thinking that some funky, either funky timeline stuff is going on here, or it's, it's like whenever Jay Garrett crossed over onto Stargirl and the JSA, it wasn't the flat, it wasn't our Jay Garrick from The Flash. Um, on Earth Prime version, it was you know that Earth's version of Jay Garrick, and I think in this situation, I think it's going to be the DC Titans version of uh, of Star Girl, not the Star Girl that we see every week on CW. That's my that's my that's my theory right now. Um, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, so. I also am behind on Stargirl, and we all yeah. know Titans is not at all in like my upper threshold of um, shows that we cover on this that I like. To- yeah, uh, I, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. When is Titans coming back? By the way, it always surprises me when it's like, "Oh yeah, did you forget I, about us?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I did." I, yeah, I believe it comes back in November. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's so, good, because honestly, yeah. we've been looking at the calendar and we're like, man, what are we going to watch? And see, that's the one silver lining of Titans. Just when we need yep. content, and they're like, here we are. And I'm like, here we are to Great. give us content. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm glad to have something to watch, but really, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it definitely that show, I think, as the seasons carry on, I think they find their voice more. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, though, the second season was probably better, even though the third season had a very strong start. It quickly (laughs) just became season one again. You're like, really? You you took about five steps forward and ten steps back, really? Um, But (laughs) those are conversations for another time. We do have three shows to cover, and one of them, three episodes, um, although... 
As many have already stated, there's a reason why they dropped all three episodes of Andor, and that is because they all go together, and it's one giant episode. Um, And I watched it. I do remember what happens in the beginning and what what happens at the end. I have a lot of iffy parts in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll be happy to fill it in because I was I was locked in with this show. I I really, as I told you last night, I really 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 enjoyed it. So, well, um, yeah, I I okay, and and you also told me like it's because you're big like you love Rogue One. I love Rogue One. I have said that many times on this podcast. And every time you see a damn trailer for one of these shows, I always say, oh, it looks like Rogue One. (laughs) (laughs) Which excites me because I like that feel. Which aesthetically, mainly because I don't recall any sand happening in these three Mm -hmm. shows. But aesthetically, I really love how this was shot in the cinematography, the set design. I really like it. Logically, I could not get the fact out of my mind. I could not stop thinking about like, man, Diego Luna. He, he, he's he looks older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> wrong one. he looks older. And, yeah. and it's also, I think my biggest mistake going into this was not rewatching Rogue One before, mm. so that I could I could see him and I know we're getting saw in a future episode but just so that I could and maybe or maybe it's not my biggest mistake because that's his ending and we're looking at his beginning and I will say this I I really do appreciate how they use flashbacks yeah I think out of all of these Star Wars shows they have most effectively used the flashbacks especially Mm -hmm at the end um Mm. just a beautiful scene again little dialogue and and just this portrait of of how he he ends up being taken pretty much from his family yeah and even though there's debate about where the parents were for everyone and and everything and where they killed um but but he was taken and set on a new path. And then, I don't know, uh, 20 years later, even though he looks like it's more like visually 40 years later. Um, <laughs> he, it's, it's, it's about him being redirected once again um, mm-hmm. into this rebellion and this fight. And, and so then automatically, well, my mind just goes like, Okay, so what happened between the kid getting picked up and where we find him at the beginning, which I know this is going to get a second season. I know we have 11 episodes instead of that stupid six-part miniseries crap. So they they definitely have a lot of story to tell. Mm -hmm. Um. And I hope that this these first three episodes show that we're going to like it's a statement we're going to play with time and we're going to play with it very very well. Um Yeah. So, yeah, you you go from there. 
Yeah, yeah, I completely. As far as the aesthetics and everything, you're right. I mean, they, I loved it. I mean, it, it, it felt, it felt real to me as far as it's being very grounded, very to your, you know, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm glad you posed that question because uh, I haven't, you know, seen many people talk about this. What, what happened in those intervening years when Marva, um, Andor and his step and his adoptive father picked him up and and and, and you're looking at for his sister like that's the first yeah, thing he does yeah. is it's not mm-hmm. a rebellion he's not right. fighting with his his adopted parents he's yeah. on the hunt for his sister who he was taken away from yeah yeah taken away from um and and, and 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 he's like doing these odd scavenger jobs, and and I think that's the, the, the this is this is the type of world building. And I know a lot of people. Some of the complaints are is that it's slow and it's this that or the other. But for me, this hour and a half of uh, the zip by. I mean, I never once felt the urge to like pick up my phone and look because I was like bored or whatever. Because like you said, it, it is what the, the effective use of the flashbacks. He's looking for assist, you know, the, the way the series starts out, you know, I love how they, you know, in, in universe referenced the battle before Yavin and, and really established a time period, what we're looking at here, you know, five years before Yavin, uh, the, the aesthetic, as far as you know, the, the, the atmosphere, a lot of parallels with Rogue One, I mean, because it was also a very crowded city and, and stuff, but, you know, he is looking, he goes, yeah, and he goes to that brothel looking for his sister, and, and you're right, I mean, why is he motivated? You know, what has he been doing? Is he, has he been doing all these various odd jobs and scavenging? You know, not because he's trying to be off in this grand rebellion, but this is a very core story of like trying to learn his roots. Well, well, we don't know that. We don't know. Or not learn his roots. Learn your roots, or feeling a responsibility to find. That, and maybe he didn't realize she was still alive until recently. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think that they are going to end up explaining that time period. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is while you were talking, it made me think about how something that stood out to me in that first episode and specifically the opening sequence where we where we see Andor and um, and the action that kind of starts the whole show um Mm -hmm. it's the same thing of how we're introduced to him in rogue one because he kills one in both of those but it's a very different response from him where by the point we meet him in rogue one he kills someone doesn't blink twice right but in this one and i and i really i remember watching it and really thinking that is fascinating of just how he he responded in such a way of like, oh, the guy's faking, obviously. Like, I'm not a killer. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is this his first kill? I don't think it is, but it definitely feels like he he it was unintentional. He's not yeah. used to doing things like that. Um, but so maybe we're gonna see how how throughout the next through few episodes or throughout the next seasons about how he does become that type of person where it's like, I'm, I'm going to always kill my enemy. Like, yeah. 
and yeah. old car. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point because I mean, when we when we we meet him in row one, he's like, I've been doing, you know, I've been in this fight since I was six years old, and I mean, clearly, you know, and I think with the flashbacks, they they introduce, especially like whenever he's on, um, um, Kieran. the Kieran. Kieran. Canari, Canari, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, when he's there, and you know, he's looking over that big quarry, and 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 you're, and you're right, there is a lot of debate about what happened to his birth parents. You know, were they were they a part of a expedition that was that crash landed on that planet, and these kids are Lord of the Flies, um, or uh, you know. You know, you know what? What was the origin as far as how they got there, uh, or was this his birth planet? And you know, and and the, the Republic, and then the later Empire, you know, mined it and and did thing, you know, did things to, to create a situation where yeah, we, we where that's we see what I'm that. Thinking. I'm thinking yeah. that that's his home planet, um, but the parents are missing because of actions from the empire and and then you yeah. had older ones who were trying to protect the young ones and they see the crash and um very yeah. very interesting but yeah but yeah. now but, i'm just thinking about okay so we don't know where the sister is we know she's still alive um but we also don't know how she got off of canari mm-hmm. we don't we don't and that's uh, yeah so you know so it, 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 to your point about to kill when he kills the two rent rent cops or the imperial contractors. Um, you, I, I didn't think about that until you, until you raised it. Uh, how it, the 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 Cassian whenever he killed the informant in Rogue One versus this? Yeah, you're right. I mean, he he it, it was a, a very different reaction. Like you said, it could have been his first, maybe not his first kill, but he definitely. Um, yeah, we you know I think we will see the evolution as you said of him how he became this very cold blooded. You know, the ends do the, the means do justify the ends. You know, and yeah. and um, speaking about the rent cops, um, yeah. Cyril Card. Okay, I spent <laughs> I want to say all three episodes looking at this man's face and being like, "You look so freaking familiar." It drove me crazy. I could not. I'm like, where have I seen you before? Um, I I looked it up on IMDb. I have not mm. seen pretty much anything he was in <laughs> ever. Oh. <laughs> but I think he just he looks like a very young version of Rob Lowe, and I think that's yes. why I keep like yeah, that's a good you. Um, yeah, even though I am supposed to not like him, I actually do like him. Hmm. There the, yeah. and and I found that to be very another thing that intrigued me and I thought was different than a lot of things I've seen in Star Wars before. Mm-hmm. Where it's not that oh we get to finally see someone like a part of and it's it's not even like he's a he's a part of the Empire but like very hey. low low ranking. So yeah. he's not a stormtrooper. So we don't get to meet someone who's not a stormtrooper and. Um, but they also, I think Star Wars tends to make those characters very evil. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy's just trying to do his job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and wants to advance, but also 
And and I also personally love the speech he gave to his troops because it's <laughs> you, it's so unique. Yeah, <laughs> it's uniquely <laughs> bad. Yes, it's so bad, but it's it's so bad that it makes it good because yeah. of how he how the actor plays it. You're mm-hmm. like. Like there's just something about it that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. Just how how much he he wants to do his job and he wants to do mm-hmm. quote unquote the right thing. Yeah. But he doesn't have that experience or that tactical confidence to actually get the job done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. This guy, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the the last thing before I forget, because I will forget making this joke. Um, I find with Star Wars, <laughs> I was thinking about this, too. I was like, kept comparing it to the MCU and how with MCU, um, you, we often see Hydra infiltrate all mm. of these like good organizations. Um, and they're always like, hail Hydra. And like, so for the rebels in Star Wars, do they just go around infiltrating the Empire and being like, hey, may the force be with you? <laughs> because I swear, every Star Wars show, it's all about infiltrating yeah. the Empire. Yep. And there's always yeah. this code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I mean, and, and, and. Cassian speaks to that. I mean, to your joke. I mean, it's yeah. He's like they're so fat and proud and happy. They just you just be you know you just walk in and just do you know. He was able to lift that that box that you know. I don't know if uh, Luthman you know set that up so he, just to test to, to, you know because he clearly had he had, clearly had Cassian on his radar. Yeah. And 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 was this just a test to see if he could had the the wherewithal to 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 live up to the reputation and 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 yeah we we do want to recruit this guy into our into our you know nascent rebellion or um or if it was you know or your casting just really had it had, had an act for these things just because he you know he, he clearly was like a you know odd jobs kind of guy well, I think he's a survivalist. I think he yeah. he knows how what to do to survive. Um, and I think that comes from where he was raised. And we don't know how long those kids were without their parents or an adult around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. they had to learn really fast and um, potentially for a long period of time of how to survive where they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Luthen. Okay, I think he, I think it's just a test because Dallin Starstard is not not known for necessarily playing the hero. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like as a viewer, I'm being tested and being like, "Are are you good? <laughs> are you bad? <laughs> I understand you're a rebel, and there's a line, and it's blurry, but Star Wars tends to say that and then make people either good or bad." <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. No. Um, so that's all I could think. I'm like, this is a test for me as a viewer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the great, I think that's the thing. Well, I mentioned earlier how real and how well rounded, you know, and I couldn't help but like, 
think about you know House of the Dragon. We'll talk about later, and 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 Lord of the Rings as far as Rings to Power. That where we're watching these shows in this space together right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how well rounded these characters, and also just the larger Star Wars universe too, as far as just the difference. Why this show is working for me better than Boba Fett did and even and even Obi-Wan. I mean Obi-Wan was just a fan service nostalgia trip, you know. Call it for what it is. It was good, but not breaking any new ground. This show's totally opposite where it's, you know, screw nostalgia. You know, we're not playing a nostalgia card at all. And but also the characters are so so rich. I mean just like we were just talking this evening like how they have developed Cassian in the span of these three episodes, more than just the, the, you know, familiar, we, you know, we were familiar with Cassian because of Rogue One, but we didn't get more, uh, the, a, a fuller dimension of him. And, and like you noted with, with uh, Krill, the, the uh, Imperial contractor mm-hmm. and three episodes, we, you know, this guy, like you said, it could be either, either he tried to get to the Imperial Academy and washed out. And now he had, you know, he's reduced to, you know, working for this contract as a contractor for the empire, or he's trying to, you know, or he's, you know, trying to earn his chops to shit. And and we'll see him as the series progresses, working his way, his way up the ranks as an Imperial soldier. And this is sort of, you know, he learning from this, these mistakes that he had at, as, a, as here on Ferrex. He, you know, he, he he grows from that, and so, and 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 all the supporting characters too. I mean, they are they're very fleshed out people, and they did a good job of world building. Where I mean, I was fully, I got invested in these characters early on, just like I did with characters in House of the Dragon. Whereas, you know, whereas what we complained about with Rings of Power, I, I just never did. I mean, even though I've continued to watch that show, I'm still not invested in these characters because they don't seem like real people to me. Even though I know, even though all of these, all of these are fictional characters in a fantasy world. Well, elves are really fictional. I know, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just they're relatable. I mean, and even I, yeah, I, I mean, know what you're saying. I know what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also find it humorous that you keep bringing up Rings of Power just to bash it. Yeah, well, (laughs) I can't help it. I gotta have a. But I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I won't bash it anymore tonight. At least I won't bring it up anymore. But I just had to. I mean, bring it up. He's going to bring it up during House of Dragon. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not. I won't. I won't. I I use I use the card up with Andor, but uh, yeah, but. I, like I said, uh, this this there's so you know like there's so many like good things about this series that over the course of the next I guess not nine remaining episodes for season one and then I guess uh, I think I saw where they're they're about to start production for season two here shortly. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to explore in this universe during this period that that leads us up to the events that will that we will eventually see it in, in Rogue One. Looking forward to it. Um, we do have to move on because we have two weddings to cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that today when I was watching yeah, it's... Uh, She-Hulk or AKA Just Jen. Just yeah. Jen. <laughs> Oh, man. So um, on She-Hulk, uh, Jen attends a wedding. 
And that's basically the premise of this episode. She attends a wedding. Her lawyer friends, gal pals, do a divorce. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's pretty much it. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And they, yeah. And they call it out. Yeah. They call it out too. It's just funny. Um, I, uh, where, yeah, you know, I was saying how I, with, with Andorra, I was locked in. Um, She-Hulk, I mean, we've talked about it before. I mean, the show knows what it is. I mean, I, they clearly had fun with it tonight with, when Jen breaking the fourth wall, uh, where she's like, yeah, we're this is a wedding show. Yeah, I know. We, I, yeah, I, I know it's at the most improper improv- time when everybody thought Matt Murdock was going to show up, and you know what? We're going to just do our thing. <laughs> I, I did, I, well, I did think like, oh, is Matt going to be a wedding guest? Because we're just, it's getting later in the season. We're just like, mm-hmm. come on, Daredevil, get here, get here. Um, I, I still like the show. I think I like it a little bit more than you do, Will. Um, yeah. And I'm even not, though I am, I'm very over Titania. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just, I'm don't she. They, I, I get what they're doing with her character, but she's definitely more annoying than a villain. <laughs> and sorry, I'm losing my voice. But yeah, I just wish that they wouldn't have used her as much as they are. Um, I think the whole organization um that is out to do get uh jen's blood so that they can Mm -hmm. analyze it find a way to kill her find a way to make themselves in the hulks who knows um much more interesting um but i also get why they're not they're holding back on that card um at the same time um i find it I find that this show, it's 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 a little bit confusing um, <clears throat> with the journey of Jen and identity. Yeah, because I feel like we do a lot of flip flopping. Where to win the the lawsuit last week, she had to say she fully embraces being She Hulk, um, and to the point where now she's going to be. A, going to a wedding and she wants to be She-Hulk at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then she just ends up being just Jen at the wedding um, until ta- um, Titania taunts her into becoming more. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a little flip-floppy. I did think the whole divorce case um, was was cute. Um, yeah. The, Mr. Immortal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Power. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like, I like, I like uh, the the Shire's the sister, um, Renee Elsby. I mean, I, I really like her character, Mallory. Um, you know, and and but I, I will say the whole like back and forth bickering between Mallory and um, Jen's friend, it it did. It took me out of the scene. I was just like, eh, I, I don't know. Like I said, you're, you're right. You do like this show better than I do at this point. I am. I mean, I, you know, I, I will freely admit I did laugh. There were a few moments I did laugh out loud. Um, but I, 
but there were some moments that it was just kind of like cringe for me and i'm just sort of like i'm clearly not the demographic that they're they're going after here um and and i do find you're right i mean it is very flip-floppy with with jen and uh, and also i just feel like they're just every week it's just like this i just feel like it's the same like predictable thing where she's like questioning herself and questioning you know the i guess feeling the you know the uncertainties of in your in your early thir- of how you're going to be in your late 20s early 30s kind of stuff and it's just sort of like okay i've seen this now for six weeks move on mm-hmm. so well, it just feels like okay. i just feel like it's a sort of go ahead what's that no, I was gonna say I just I just feel like it's and I, I mean I know my my, my talking about it's repetitive because quite frankly I just feel the show's repetitive. They weren't in a courtroom. <laughs> no, no, but no, the dynamics I mean, are no. Same. Like I think because they keep going back to identity and She-Hulk versus Jen again and again and again. That's that's where my sense of re- repetitiveness is coming from. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Because She-Hulk is like literally a twenty-minute show, um, mm-hmm. and we we talked about exactly what happened in it. Um, yeah. We're gonna move on to the green wedding that happened on House of the Dragon this week. Yeah, <laughs> man, this show, <laughs> this show. Finally, <laughs> take it away, Will. Oh, oh, this show just every week. I just it's it's my appointment TV, and I, I uh, this this week's episode. You know, we're midway point in the season. Uh, we got another little slight time jump, I guess. Um, to you know, but not much. Just mainly, just I guess Viserys just seems every week. It's just the week he's going that he's finally gonna kick the bucket, you know, because they had a bunch of head fakes throughout this this episode, but. Um. Yeah, uh, you know, I, this is my first foray into a Game of Thrones wedding, and it didn't let me down. I, I completely. <laughs> everybody knows I've watched Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones, um, and probably because the way that this whole episode is structured, the ending—it's not a wedding. Like I. Mm-hmm. Like, married but it's not a wedding it's a celebration of the betrothment and the start of a week-long of festivities that leads to yeah. the wedding from what i understand yeah. that's correct um, that is, yet, yeah. because i mean as you put it the stairs can kick it at any freaking time and other things that happen at the wedding or the celebration dinner um, they're like, nope, we are definitely going to get married. And um, before even you can wipe up that man's blood, that's just on the ground of Lenore's uh, lover. So, so yeah, uh, like, I have heard people say that this shit is And I say to them, <laughs> you can I, I've watched boring television shows. Go freaking watch Boba Fett, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not boring. Be- no. Like, even though there's a lot of dialogue, there's not as much action. And yeah, there are dragons, but you don't see them all the time. The There is so much dialogue, and there's so many characters, 
And you have to pay attention because things come back um, mm-hmm. very much unexpectedly. Um, yeah. But but we'll we'll get into that a little bit. Um, I do want to say something about Damon though to kick things off um, with yeah. little spoilers. I find it. I what struck me like a good day after watching this episode was when Damon killed the Crab King. We didn't actually mm-hmm. see. Nope. Then in this episode where we finally meet his wife and we're like, okay, cool. We get to see this. No, we don't. Um, nope. We're not going to see this girl anymore. Um, but again, we did not actually see him. We, and I'm not saying he didn't kill her. I'm not saying that, but I right, find right. the choice, the deliberate mm-hmm. choice, because they could show that they have showed, <laughs> they showed yeah. her Christian beating a man's face into his skull. They yeah. show Damon killing his wife, um, but they're not. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. And I'm leaning towards there's if they if we actually as a viewer see it rather than just hear about it, rather than just like watching the steps leading up to that, but actually see it, would that make us feel like automatically cast him in that villain role be like mm-hmm. oh, there's no redemption but then again we don't the characters he's killing we don't really have any allegiance we don't, just, we don't. I, I, I find I've, I'm very curious about the decision making of when to show characters kill others because Sir Christian someone who we're rooting for good guy mm-hmm completely gets his his dick cut off by <laughs> Renera <today laughs> yeah. but yeah. but and then and then automatic like he gets neutered and then he goes and kills someone like guy goes off the deep end um, yeah. and and we're able to watch that but with mm-hmm. Damon who we have started the show and been like you're the bad guy we don't actually see him kill people no, no. It, it, it's it's almost like the mystique, or or maybe not having showing Damon. We know Damon's getting his hands dirty, right? But we don't. But I think it. But the the carry, like you said, maybe it's to if we see the act, it 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 you, it, 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 it it completes the mustache twirling villain role. Complete, you know. Whereas, by not showing it, it keep, you know, we we keep that level of him's a badass, but he's also like he's also an asshole. He also kissed his niece. Almost. He also kissed his niece. He's a, he's 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 a groomer. <laughs> yeah, he's still trying to do. This. He's a groomer, but then he's impotent, and and the, it's just. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. I think it is. I think you're right. It's a deliberative choice to keep, keep the, the, the keep that ambiguity of of whenever he does these evil acts mm-hmm. to 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 help us stay help help us not like you said. Maybe it is to keep us from completely writing him off as the bad guy for this story. 
even though we know he's one, he's one of many bad guys. But if we show you getting his hands dirty and actually crushing Lady Royce's head in, then you know, then that then we can't we you know it's like as you used to say we can always play that card once and then once you play it then you can't do it again. Yeah. And and I think I, I it's a similar sentiment here with that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I will I will laugh if they show us him killing <laughs> like and and it can't just be a random character um, right, it right. has to be someone like and even killing his wife like to me because we've heard about her so long mm-hmm. um only in the fifth episode <laughs> but we've yeah. heard a lot about her for a while now um that's still a tan more of a serious like kill so yeah um. I'll be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah. And and Damon is just <laughs> he <laughs> after one underage girl only for another girl who who what that girl Lena she's probably what eighteen now seventeen seventeen yeah probably yeah it's probably yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's very smart, very smart, and immediately spots him. It's like I've heard that you're no longer wed. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they 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 trained her, but um, speaking about the twins and Valeria and Corliss, yeah. what mm-hmm. do you think about the Corliss's negotiations and the fact that it's it's told Lenore is uh, gay? Yeah, there, there was so much to unpack in that whole sequence. So, uh, as I said before, we we get the view of the Saris on the boat, thinking he's going to get, you know, is he even going to make it to the island? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when he gets there, it, it's the power position that the power play that 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 Corliss makes here, because he was, you know, Corliss was disrespected years ago when. He offered his daughter to Viserys, and he, you know, he, he doesn't take her hand. Uh, even and even before that, whenever they were trying to propose uh, taking action against the crappier, I mean, there's just been all these indignities that have built up over time. And then Corlys is like, "All right, I'm gonna make you know. Now that you need me, I'm gonna I'm gonna milk this for every." Think I can, and so you know he makes them come to the island, and then they have a negotiation where, you know, Viserys, you know, he, you know, Corlys has the upper hand here at this point, and and he and he uses that because he wants, you know, he wants the Valerian name to um, to continue, but then Viserys every now and then will have that moment of brilliance where he's like, okay, I'll 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 grant you I'll grant you that. While while um, while she's queen, but whenever she goes, the Targaryen name is going to go forward. So you know, so that's the that's the that's the that's again what we were talking about before about three dimensional characters and and you know every in you know, the game in what is why it's called Game of Thrones. I mean, it's always the political maneuvering of all the parties, and you know, and and you know at one point. Corliss has the upper hand, but Men Viserys surprises us every now and then, and he can like like he did, you know, with when he realized what 
Otto did with Allison, and and he sees the writing on the wall and how he's going to make sure the Targaryen name moves forward. Right. So, so uh, you know, so that was really that was really cool. And also, uh, Corlys's wife with uh, with uh, Rhaenyra. Um, how uh, their 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 conversation because with uh, how you know Corlys is really wrapped up in how he you know about this power thing, and she's just sort of like, look, I I gave this stuff up years ago, let it go. But Corlys is like, no, 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 he's he, he is he's screwed me over. Many times I'm going to I'm going to milk this, and he did. So that was oh, that was very. But wait, I I disagree with that. To me, yeah. it yeah, she he needs to like get over it. But she also was making a plea. You realize that you are feeding our son to mm-hmm. vultures. Yeah. Because yeah. because she she knows Westeros. First of all, they're very yeah. much aware that he's gay. And yeah, they are out. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Huge scandal. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's just like Renera. Yeah, as long as Viserys is around, she's in. She's the hair and everything. But the moment that she's he's gone, everybody's going to be going after her to kill her, and mm-hmm. we're trying to get her removed from the throne so that they can put a man on the throne. Yeah. So I, to me, I, I much more. It was. It was not really about the past for her. It was more about looking forward and being like, "Yeah, I don't you're right. Yeah, get done killed." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that was that was that was. You're, you're right. I mean, I think that's part of the not only the past, but you're right. She was looking towards the future and like what what they were putting their son in to by by, by having this arranged marriage and and I and and you know speaking of the fact that he was gay. I mean, it was very progressive in the sense that, that where uh where he and where Lenora and Renera were on the beach in their conversation and they're like you know uh, let's just do you know yeah our parents can arrange things but we're gonna have our arrangement <laughs> and and then fucking Joffrey which that's a red flag number one to have the person be named Joffrey yeah that person is gonna be stupid and screw things all up yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was, yeah, he was so, yeah. I mean, he, he had just played it cool, you know, and and all, but no, he couldn't. But um, but yeah, but also, yeah, but also, you know, but Corliss, you know, it, it, I, I I like the way they they integrated the, you know, a lot of things that you see in in present day or real, you know, in real life with people. Thinking that oh we'll just you know we'll just pray the gay away or or you know they'll it's just a phase they're going through and you know they'll they'll come around to their senses and stuff and, and not accepting people for who who they really are and and what their sexuality is so I I, I mean I, I like the way they integrated that into the story um to 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 really uh, you know to show that you know I think his mother she's like clear she's like. Our son is who he is. Corliss is like the old, the old school guard. He'll do, he's just going through a phase. He'll get over it. You know, we'll, we'll, he'll, he'll, he'll marry this woman and and bed many bed bed her, and then he'll come to his senses. And and I, I, I'm glad they addressed that point. And then how and then when they had the, the scene on the beach, it just made it even more powerful for the two of them for their own, for their obviously for their very own reasons. 
to to have their 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 open marriage, uh, which I mean, I guess everybody does in that in that kingdom, but 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 to acknowledge it and and then to have that mutual understanding and respect for one another. To to um another big player in this episode was Allison and um. Mm. This is really her start of playing the game where a somebody who I I spotted him and I think episode two and I was like, "Hmm, who are you? You're going to be important. And and Mm -hmm. I was like, Lars Strong, a.k.a. Clubfoot, from what I understand, Mm -hmm. um, found himself in the garden talking to Queen Allison and he said some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Very deliberate stuff. Spill the tea. I'm like, so you got eyes on Allison? Huh? Huh? You, you're making, making sweet eyes at her, the power and all that. Um, but here's my thing about this guy. I found yeah. it. The way he approached it, I was, I was like, you freaking little finger. You better stop mm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't go full little finger. And here's why I say that it's because. He does tell her that the tea was delivered at request by the king. Mm-hmm. Initially, it made it, he was making it seem like she ordered the tea for herself, which was not the yeah. right. Um, now, that being said, I don't think Allison heard it. I think that her as soon as he started talking and the fact that he left that detail for the very end, by that point, her mind was already gone, being like, I was lied to. Maneuvered mm-hmm. this to make sure that that they they played me because mm-hmm. they played me to the point where I had my own father fired from his job. And yep. now I'm alone here. Yep. Um, so I, I, I love that conversation. I love that scene. I'm very curious now to see more more Lars strong around and, and just see what his end game is. Um, I don't think he's after the the throne in any way. I think it's more about um, trying to find himself on the council. Um, yeah. Friend. But, yeah. but I, I like him and I like his relationship with his brother too. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that they could have easily made that into a bigger rivalry because you have the brains and the bronze. Yep. But, but they seem they seem to really like each other, um, and so I don't I don't know why, but I I that struck me. Um, but this conversation obviously leads to why we're calling this the Green Wedding, and it's because Allison shows up late to the festivities in a beautiful green gown and makes it known to her people that she is at war. <laughs> yep, <laughs> old tale stands with you. <laughs> and Viserys is like, I think I fucked up. I don't know yep. why. I think I fucked up. I don't know how. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that scene. I mean, everything about it. I mean, whenever she walks in, uh, and yeah, uh, it was just because prior to that, she didn't have her. You know, she was. She didn't have her own voice. She was. She. But she, whenever she was auto left, she was on. This was her moment of becoming a queen. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, just the, the way she carried, I mean, she truly did. I mean, and then just the timing of it, she, you know, because she knew that Viserys would be in the middle of his of his, his speech. And and then when she got to the stage, to the dais, and looked at, looked at Renera and, you know, said, said, talked, you know, said those things to her. And she's like, lines drawn Great. to everyone. No, no quarter is going to be given. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, that was, it was, uh, you know, Allison has, you know, has has grown as a character, and, and you know, because it, it's even in this episode, because I mean, early on, I mean, she was, you know, she was still stuck, you know, holding the babies, and you know, whenever she, when Sir Christian comes by to her chambers, that to. to uh, whenever they had their conversation, uh, and and you know, and, and like you said, this show does build on itself because you do have to pay attention because you know she was having that conversation with Nera earlier about the duties and you know being a mother and, and and the boring life that she basically has now, and then and then we we see that, and then and then it culminates in the in the events at the at the reception. Right. right. Um. But. You know, that would be one moment for the reception or the activities went on. And there was a dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just, I, I, um, one of my favorite movies is um, Pride and Prejudice. And it's a recent one with Keira Knightley. Um, and they have, in that movie, they have a few different ball scenes where there's all mm-hmm. these conversations and you're following the characters throughout the ball and eavesdropping on different conversations. And then this episode for, I think that dance lasted a good 15 minutes, if not more. Um, it built and there were so many partners and different conversations that were going on. And the way they timed it to the, the music um, and it was just so fascinating um, because it felt like a duel. You felt like you had all of the sparring going on. Um, and then the most unexpected thing happens when it culminates and all of a sudden you just hear like somebody's getting their butt kicked. Oh, oh, that's not good. That's Sir Christian. And man, he had the upper hand and that guy is dead. <laughs> Joffrey. <laughs> um, and just the, what the like the heartbreak how how much heartbreak is shown on Lenor and um Renera's face during all of that yeah. but but like it really escalates right when Viserys is watching his daughter and his brother in the distance yeah. and, and i th- these actors i'm just going to say it because it's very strange, but they do have chemistry. They do. <laughs> they have this chemistry, and you're like, this is weird. Yeah. But, but why do you have such good chemistry on screen right now? It's so weird. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God. That scene. I mean, everything about everything leading up. To you know, because during the dance, you have Damon. Let's get it back to Damon real fast. But mm-hmm. how and 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 you know, first we have the, the brother Royce talking about we're you know we're here to get our vengeance and our 
because you killed our sister. You, you killed my sister. And Damon's just sitting back, to, you know, first Damon walks in there being bad. One, he's not even supposed to be there because Viserys has kicked him out of the kingdom, right? Right. One. Two, when he is there, he gets a seat at the head table. Then he, like, you know, you know, he sits back, makes eyes at uh, Lenora. At, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, and then he, like, has this whole thing with the brother and, like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be back to get my land. So just be, you know, have that ready for me. And then the dance happens, goes out there, and you're right. They, the chemistry between Millie and Matt Smith, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you're right. It's, it's supposed to feel icky, but at the same time, you're just like, damn. And then, you know, and, and then because of all this stuff and the things that are swirling with this dance and Viserys seeing it, and you can see, I mean, again, Patty's just like, every episode, give this man an Emmy. Because the way he just plays that, where he, he's seeing his brother and his daughter and, and, and all the things that had transpired and the confusion that's going on with the dance. And then and it's building it up. It, I mean, that one chef's kiss, that scene. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a beautiful act. I wouldn't even call it a scene at this point. It is a act yeah. of television that is just perfectly yeah. executed. Um, yeah. and, and it's really Patty who... Um, gets to do his all eye acting throughout mm-hmm. half of this episode where you just see his reactions to everything from his brother to his wife to his daughter. Yeah. And and to hear him like, Renera, Renera, like you're you're worried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I do like not you're worried. It's more it always impresses me how Viserys can go from king to father. And I think that's why mm-hmm. his relationship with Rhaenyra um, so endearing. Um, and something mm-hmm. that you're really rooting for is because, and he's even said it early on, he's not going to be around forever. Um, right. But, but there's this uncertainty of how much he loves her above everything else. I, I, I found it funny when with Corliss, that negotiation, because I'm like, dude, Targaryen name will live on. You have mm-hmm. a son. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> um, but, but, and I, I don't think he's forgetting, but I think it's just at this point, he, he wants the Targaryen name to live on as as in this place of power, even though it's killing him and it's mm-hmm. his, his daughter at complete risk. Um, yeah. But but I, yeah. I think that's why the Targaryens are so fascinating. And we've talked about this before is because each one of them goes back and forth between this. I want to be free. I want to be normal. Um I, I, I want to be able to live out my de- desires without like being crit- criticized to no, I am the throne. I am this power. Mm-hmm. I have duty and a responsibility. Um, and, and I think that that is what royals deal with mm-hmm. in, in normal life is that yeah. you you strive to be normal, but you know, at the end of the day, your blood says otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see that 
present day with with the House of Windsor and with Queen Elizabeth and you know Harry and and all that. I mean, with and. He, he 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 went the Sir Christian route, and they, even though I know he's celebrity and all, but you know, but I mean that they went there quote, quote unquote normal as much as a former royal life, yeah, as a former royal can have, and you know, and I think Sir Christian in his naivete was thinking that you know <laughs> he and <laughs> he's so naive, like so yeah. naive, and and it's and it's. It's gut rushing, and then by the end of this episode, you're like, "So is Sir Christian our villain?" <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, he he might be teaming up with Allison. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. I think that it wraps it up for the Green Wedding. On yeah. that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will and Polk. W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at, at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And visit our website, www.scenenerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>